All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 5, Episode 24 of the Daily Face-Off Podcast. Uh, Sorry we took off for so long. Uh, I think what we... Yeah, we. Sorry, yeah, I did. Oh, it would have been great if we took off. But. Yeah, when Brock's tan in the bod, the boys can't pod. I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, we we don't have the programs to edit. Or else Apparently, I don't you know. fucking know what I'm doing either. So. But no, while you're been a nightmare, while you were gone, all me and did or all me and D did was just uh, look up ways to edit podcasts. So we were just you know help, trying to help the pod the whole time, Brock. So you know. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I I was absolutely we not were. contributing lied, yeah. whatsoever. We actually came in here and did a, a podcast every single day, but. We just assumed it recorded it and uploaded itself, yeah. so I'm not sure where all those days You, you don't have a ring going in here that's just recording it off your door or something? One it's of like those? That. Yeah. I thought it was just like wireless, and it just yeah, me too. shot up to the, the Webernet. We should have spoke about this more. Anyways, um, Brock's tanned as shit right now. Am I? Oh, he's tanned. I, I, w- Dude, I have to stop using that. He's got a red term. tint to him. Yeah. Well, okay. Like, like, our like, second day... I'm glowing white. Or like, like, the fifth day, we were in Aruba, and I got just burnt as shit. Mm-hmm. So then, like, the last, like, mm-hmm. five days of the thing, I just couldn't even take my shirt off, because I was so burnt. Oh, buddy. The like, ladies yeah. must have just been the lo- heartbroken. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard there was a ton of ladies on your cruise. No. Yeah. Dude, it was so funny, though, in Aruba. We get off the ship or whatever, and we hit up this cab driver, and we're like, yo, like, you know... Aruba's supposed to be, like, the nicest beaches, like, in the world. So we're all fired up. Like, let's go to the beach. We've got the spike ball ready to go. Weird flex. And we, like, we take, uh, 
we, we take this cab and we're like, hey, can you stop at like, uh, can you stop at a grocery store or whatever, somewhere we can pick up beer? Like, can you bring beer on sure. on the beach? Cervezas. He's, like, he's like, oh yeah, for sure. He's like, no problem. So we, whatever takes us a thing, we pick up like three cases of beer, thinking like, no big deal. This what kind of beer. beer is it? Yeah. Just uh, well, the one was Bud Light, but Whoa, then one was no like free ads here. Bro. But then one was like, uh, I don't know, it was like their local <laughs> beer. But anyway, so we get to the beach and then right. almost like so getting ready to, to walk on. He must have dropped us off at like the worst part because Buddy just wouldn't let us on the beach with our beer. So we're like, what the fuck? So we had three cases of beer. We can't get on the beach. So we just went and sat in a bus stop and gassed like three cases of wow. beer in like an hour and a half. Sitting there, we're like, man, we're trying not to like draw any attention. But every like all the girls are like in their bikinis and shit. So every car that's fucking driving by is honking. We're, like, oh Jesus yeah, Jesus Christ! Like trying not to draw any attention. Sitting in a bus stop, just gassing like three cases of beer. I'm like, okay, cool. So we finally go out on the beach. They have a beach bar like right there. Beers were like nine dollars a piece. We're like, okay, that's why they didn't want to. Spend yeah, in our thought you're at the ACC, eh? Yeah, th- oh man, oh, it was brutal. We're like, well, wow. welcome to Aruba. But, so uh, you crushed three cases of beer with your shirt on the whole time. No, I, I was I, no shirt on at this point. This okay. is the day I got burnt. Because then we went out and we were ripping okay. spike ball for like so six you, hours on a Reuben beach. And I'm like, did you wear uh, sunscreen? Are you blaming the yeah, security like, guard? I, just like, I guess like I forgot to reapply a couple times that yeah. day. And then I was just cooked. Like we were in. I feel like, it was like you fifth... have like the, the drop on your nose going. The oh, he's that time, guy right? for sure. Yeah. in that huge bucket hat. That's yeah. just like obnoxious. You're like, <laughs> we were in like, we were in Puerto Rico and St. Kitts. Big like, flops. Like, like just slap against the ground. I was already, I was already good. Like I'm like, I'm not going to get burnt out. I just, I was fucked. I was like, this is, this is brutal. So then I kept my shirt on. So I'm Fanny pack sunburn. Not as dark as you should be, but whatever. Teach you, your own. You but, uh, tried. Right. Dylan, just uh, real story. quick, want to thank you for holding down the four while I was gone. Yep. And uh, Beebs, why didn't you do any fucking podcasts? Buddy, I'm just I'm wor- just... working my 40, um, grinding every day. Yeah, right. Um, anyways, we're here now. So but, uh, Good yeah. job, D. That's you. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I uh, I ran the Twitter account. I took all the heat while... Uh, yeah, there you go. You that, that's what the, I was doing. All the complaints. Yeah. Today. Which, uh, sorry guys, I, uh, I, I totally give out false promises. I was like, yeah, we're doing one Sunday. We're coming back. And then we didn't do one Sunday. And then well, there was like nine games on yeah, Sunday. Off. Yeah, like, like I returned and I was like, oh, uh, cool. It's just a casual Sunday. This should be easy. I look, I'm like, nine games on a Sunday? Like, fuck you. Yeah. But then the next day was trade deadline day. So, big uh, but yeah. So. trade deadline day, uh, obviously the reason we kind of waited was, uh, there was no point in rushing in an episode before the deadline. Might as well wait until after, uh, see where everybody goes and, and talk about, uh, the new faces or old faces in new places. Uh, so that's basically what we're going to do for the entirety of today's crime. episode. Um, we got about 20 players that have been traded over the last couple of weeks. Um, 15. And then obviously, is it 15? No, it's 20. actually 20. 16. Now. Oh, did 20. we go? Oh, and yeah. uh, we're going to talk about uh, with the addition kind of, of uh, be 21. Then. Yeah. Kind of what they, uh, what their new <laughs> location, how it's going to affect their, uh, sure. Their fantasy outlook and whatever. And then we're also going to talk really quickly about our fantasy, uh, or sorry, our trade deadline winners and losers, and yep. talk about our uh, Stanley Cup favorites just after the deadline. Super quick. So let's start in Pittsburgh. Uh, we got a couple guys to talk about there. Jason Zucker. He got traded a little while ago, but we haven't really been able to talk about him on the podcast quite yet. And uh, and we might as well lump Connor Sheary into this as well. He is back in Pittsburgh. Uh, just picked up from Buffalo. Uh, and tonight, uh, Sheary's going to make his re-debut, his season debut for Pittsburgh, and he's actually on a line with Sidney Crosby and Jason Zucker. Um, it had been Dominic Simone, um, and Crosby had made it well-known that he liked playing with Simone, uh, but it's going to be Sheary back where he thrived. I love uh, it. I love so it. So Zucker, Crosby, Sheary, it's kind of like what uh, is happening with McDavid right now. Just two brand-new wingers for him, a couple new toys. So uh, we'll start with Jason Zucker. He's looked really good on Crosby's wing so far. New uh, old you, toys. Yeah, what do you think about uh, Zucker so far? Uh, I like him a lot. I, I think he's definitely... Um, 
the one I'd be going after ahead of Shiri. I actually have uh, Zucker in uh, two of my leagues right yep. now. Grabbed him right after he was traded in ours. Yeah, yeah. so he's got Thank three goals, you. two assists, and seven games as a Penguin. And he's got 20 shots on goal, which is especially encouraging for him because yep. he's uh, always been kind of an elite finisher and shot volume is like behind a little bit. Um, so that's kind of encouraging, especially moving forward um, after this season. But uh, so yeah, nearly three shots a game. He had just 75 and 45 games with Minnesota this season. So it's a huge uptick, obviously. Uh, and then yeah, five points in seven games, despite limited power play time and a 6.8 on ice shooting percentage, uh, in those seven games with Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, uh, I think a lot of encouraging signs early on and probably, like I said, the, the numbers could be even a little bit better than they are at this point as offensive zone start percentage, uh, very high right now as well in Pittsburgh. It's 59.4%. Uh, he's never posted a rate above fifty-seven percent in his career. Yeah. So, and this is a fellow who has had a thirty-three and, a th- and thirty-one year just a couple years back. That's, yeah. Those are nice numbers, and that's playing alongside guys that aren't named Sidney Crosby, right. um, and not shooting yeah. as much as what we exactly. Seen in yeah, so. what he's shooting now. I love Zucker. I, um, as mentioned, uh, deep grabbed him earlier in one of our leagues, and I, uh, I did one of those literal out loud f's like. <laughs> And not really paying attention to where I was in society. It was like two minutes yeah. after. Yeah. I was cheesed, <laughs> absolutely cheesed. That was going to be a big turning point for the squad. Anyways, um, as mentioned, guy came off a 64-point year. We love guys like that. And uh, he's clearly fitting in. D mentioned five points in seven games. Um, yeah, I think he's a great pickup. The only issue with him is he was a little bit higher owned right off the bat. But other than that, um, you know, if you if you get the chance, go after this guy. I don't think he's going anywhere quick. Yeah, and that offense's anything. own start percentage yeah. should hold up. It's kind of reflective of their lineup right now and how much confidence they have with Teddy Bluger and using him in their own zone. And just the perfect match in Pittsburgh. They mentioned that they've been kind of trying to do this deal since last year, and you can kind of see why now. He's just he's thriving there, and uh, he seems to be a pretty good compliment. Yeah, too. absolutely. And it only helps him that they added those two extra pieces with Shiri and. Um, Patrick Marley. Yeah, oh, three extra pieces, sure. my apologies, around him, because that just, you know, gives them the stability they don't have to lean on. Yeah, really can give them. Like, it's great. Like, I love it. They filled holes, and you, they, they always they do really that. needed to. Jimmy Rutherford's always <laughs> been busy at the deadline. Uh, I think Shiri's a pretty sneaky add, too. I mean, he had uh, 23 goals, 53 points in 61 games in his yeah. second year with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, really solid numbers. Uh, not quite the same production in year two, but still 18 goals in 79 games. Uh, hasn't been very productive as, uh, you know, it's not very surprising, but not as productive in, in Buffalo. Um, no. Not playing with Jack Eichel, uh, you know, virtually at all. So uh, returning to Sidney Crosby's wing, uh, I saw a quote from him yesterday. He's very excited to be back with Pittsburgh. Sure. Really excited to be back with Sid, uh, as you might imagine. Uh, so I, I think Shiri in deeper leagues is worth an ad. I think, uh, you know, he's if you got a, you know, a, a streaming spot on the roster, I think it's worth the ad and kind of just see how it goes. Because, uh, you know, like I said, Crosby seems to really like S- Simone, too. So um, maybe this is kind of, uh, it could be like a half a game situation and, and right. Simon's back up there right. uh, and he, Yeah, and he's obviously had a lot of success with Sid before, like you said. But I just think uh, with, the line, with the line being what it is right now, he's clearly the third option on that mm-hmm. line. Uh, and I'd be, I really would be surprised if his production gets anywhere near what it peaked at in Pittsburgh before. So, uh, but I agree. I'd be all over him in deeper leagues, and I, I still think there's obviously some upside there. For sure. Uh, yeah. I'd just be over Zucker first. Yeah. But at this point, uh, his own yeah. Just yeah. yeah. As you guys mentioned, a lot connected with that line. If he moves off it, if he goes to what was originally expected with Simone back up there, say if things don't click, I'm not touching Sherry whatsoever. Well, the other so thing, though, just... too, like originally I'd actually projected him to play potentially with Malkin because uh, last year they really liked the McCann-Hornquist connection and and, uh, you know, a lot of the coaches now like to build their, their lines, with, you know, with just two uh, staples. And, you know, you got yeah, to plug Crosby, the other piece. Uh, Malkin, Rust, yeah. McKay, and Hornquist. It seemed kind of like it made a lot of sense. But yeah, Shiri, I just think 
Yeah. Shiru seems kind of locked into a top six role at this point. Which yeah, is, and which I, is great. I think they're playing uh, Bluger so much that he's going to be, by the default, the number three center, even mm-hmm. if you you know, you know start him on what you call yeah. your fourth line. So Jared McCann's just not going to get that much ice time mm-hmm. right now if he's playing center. So I think that's why they want him up the lineup a little bit on the wing because they want him to be playing more they than They really love that Bluger, and he, he has been impressive. As they should. As They've yeah. been great. He's I been would, been... like, it's... So is that, Aston Reese isn't playing tonight then? No, he's, that out, kind he's of, injured. Oh, he's injured. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. I missed that. Then. My bad. Um, but I would expect that full line to be back together. And now you have one of the best checking lines in the league with Aston Reese, Bluger, and Tana. To just, just follow up a just disgusting Yeah, these six. guys just yeah, suck the life so out of the game at 5v5. And, you know, they don't create a lot of offense, but they have put up some of the best defensive numbers in the game with some pretty brutal zone starts, too. So And they have some offensive ability. I mean, like, Tanev is no, no write-off. A little Bluger's bit, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not... But I, I think that line just performed well enough that this trend we've seen with the Crosby line since Zucker's been there, that 60% zone start, I think it's going to keep up, and it should and help their numbers in the yeah, end. Because fantastic. Crosby, you know, he's... Hasn't looked quite as good in the defensive zone with Zucker on the wing. They're creating a lot of offense, still having some trouble getting out of the zone. So it makes sense that this is the trend we're seeing. Um, all right. The other side of that trade was sending Alex Galchenyuk to Minnesota. Uh, Galchenyuk's kind of moved up and down that lineup. Uh, last game, he was actually at center. Uh, trying that out again. <laughs> Mistake. Uh, with Marcus Foligno and Matt Zuccarello on his wings. Uh, I, you know, I don't have a lot of interest in Galchenyuk. I do. Um, I have seen a little bit of him in Minnesota uh, yesterday, he had one of the most disgusting dangles I've ever seen. Just couldn't sure. finish off the play. Uh, right. Obviously, still has yeah. a lot of, yeah. of skill, uh, but just hasn't been able to put up the numbers. And, you know, the way Eric Stahl and uh, Kevin Fiala are going, and, and Zach Breeze has had a pretty resurgent year. Yeah. There just doesn't seem to be a lot and it's uh, a, of extra offense to go around. And in, it's so. a deep team, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, Miku Korv is your fourth line center. So and they play Joel Erickson Eck like it's going out of fucking style. Exactly. As well, he's great. Yeah, as he's, they like, should, they, yeah. he's playing like 17, 18 minutes. Uh, night, yeah, so, so I, just, I just don't see the route. deep, but they suck. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I have a hard time imagining Galchenyuk's usage improving uh, over the course of the season, yeah, or at least no. the remainder of the season, with how the lineup or how their roster. And if he couldn't make it work right playing now. alongside superstars in yeah. Pittsburgh, he's not going to make it work playing alongside uh, yeah. the worst of the Felinos. And yeah, I think it's a really similar situation to what he crap. found in Arizona, but even a little bit less offense production, obviously coming out of that yeah. lineup. Um, so yeah, playing less than 15 minutes a night. He's got just 13 <laughs> shots in seven games with Minnesota. Uh, like Brock said, he's already found himself into the bottom six. So there's just not a lot to be excited about no. here. Um, I wouldn't expect him to get back to anywhere near that 55, six point pace that he peaked at in Montreal. Uh, let's go to somebody that we have been very excited about for uh, the majority of this season. And I was on the trip when this happened and I was like, I couldn't even believe it. Uh, Blake <laughs> Coleman yeah, the traded to the lightning. Um, Barclay Goodrow was also picked up at the deadline to Tampa Bay. Um, Blake Coleman <laughs> yeah, is going to be, he has been playing, sorry, with, yeah. Uh, Anthony Sorelli that and Goudreau, Alex Kalorn. That Goodrow trade a little misleading too because they gave up the first for him, but, but they got, got a, third back. a third back. So mm-hmm. you're probably looking at they dropped down 40 spots in the draft. Yeah, to not a big deal for yeah. them at all. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot Go- of it I heard was um, a lot of it's based on the contract. They got him for another year. They can both plug him in. Yeah, sure. exactly. Both of them. That's what it was. It's and just, those you are got the guys, two years. You can pay your superstars. These two are guys the depth that, guys you need to keep yeah. adding to keep a roster like Tampa. Yeah, they don't. They don't need a first round pick at a 30th. You know, a the guy who's going to go play junior for the next three years. Five years. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, he's not going to touch ice for them. Yeah, two so, two guys yeah. that play a bit of a That's heavier brand of hockey too, um, trying to kind of just complete the roster. Obviously, loaded with skill. 
They play a heavier game. They can play a two-way game, but they can also chip in offensively. Uh, Blake Coleman's obviously the guy that we're more, most interested in here uh, with yeah. Sorelli and Kalorin. That line's been solid so far. Uh, potentially a chance for him to move up to the top line right now with Steven Stamkos getting hurt last night. Yeah. Uh, last night they moved up Andre Pilat, uh, who's been there quite a bit this year too. So obviously I would just assume that he's going to see uh, the majority of the time in that spot. But obviously, you know, you know, if Stamkos is going to miss a couple weeks or whatever, just trying to get him healthy for the playoffs, you never know with Coleman. He could always move up. Uh, but still the knock yeah, on him. Uh, no power play time in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, same goes for Goudreau, who's playing with either Gord, Palat, uh, depending on the Stamkos thing, and then with Johnson uh, on the third line. Yeah. Just well, I think Goudreau is just going to be, yeah. he's There's, just going to kill penalties. That's gonna, all he's going to do. Like, I think it's a, a really nice pickup for them. Yeah. Um, These are great depth moves uh, to the roster, but it just kind of hurts. I think they're like worth a combined like $2 million, the two of them, yeah. over like, the rest of this year. If that, year, I, think, is, I believe. I think it's more. Coleman's like 1.8, I think. Yeah, I think it's 1.8, like 900,000. like $2.5 million. Two guys that are. Yeah, as far as, obviously, it's a great move for the Lightning, and I think. You know, it only yeah. improves their chances down Hurts the playoffs this year. But uh, yeah, I think both of them took a pretty big, significant hit from a fantasy uh, perspective. <laughs> San Jose's I mean, number one center, yeah, no longer exactly. Goudreau couldn't even maintain fantasy relevance as standard league wow. while he was on the top line in yeah. San Jose. Seen power play time, playing almost you know eighteen, nineteen minutes a night. Uh, so obviously, there's no reason to get interested in him now as a third line winger. Um, so that's the yeah. time, man. That's when they spark. Yeah, they're the not putting it up can, on one, one yeah, C. You, you can just react. forget about him. You can remove him from your mind oh, in standard yeah. league. Just remember his name because it's cool. But other yeah. than that, yeah. yeah. And obviously, you know the, the prospect of maybe playing on the top line with uh, Point and Kucherov is you know enticing for Coleman. But I just think overall, it's, you're just yeah. wishing too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's not a thing. It's really that's hopeful. Even... It's hopeful thinking. I. Yeah. His ice time is down. Obviously, the lack of power play time hurts, and you don't really see that getting better anytime soon. Uh, I just think the trait really hurt his potential yeah. production, Coleman. That is. Uh, I think if you I, have stock in him now, like if yeah. he's on your roster, feel free to hang on him for a week or two. Just kind of see how it goes. Yeah, I, w- um, I would honestly see if imagine that move does happen. But if not, I would imagine if you're in a playoff spot right now, he's probably not worth hanging on. Yeah, to. he was ba- he was fringe as it was, yeah. um, and he was just pounding well, back shots. We, were, and... we we liked him because the shot volume was just incredible. It was, he was playing yeah. over 17 minutes a night. Now he's under 16 minutes a night. Shot volume only two per game. Small sample size. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say just, only three. It's games, not near but... not nearly yeah, as and, impressive as it was. And he had a hard time hanging on to a power play spot in New Jersey, let alone. I think he played like three fucking games yeah. all year. On I would game. give it a couple days, though, and just see what happens yeah. with Stamkos, because obviously there would be a lot of short-term value there if yeah. he does end up playing with Point Kuchar. Not to mention, too, when he was in New Jersey, he was the first shooting option. And when you're on a line with Kalorn and Sorelli, there's a couple other shooting options out there who are uh, willing to rip it on, especially Kalorn this year, as we've seen. So, uh, you know, again, these things all hurt him. Uh, on to the next. Brock Besser got hurt in Vancouver. They went out and added Tyler Toffoli as a result. Love Toffoli it. immediately plugged right into that spot with JT Miller and Elias Pettersson. Um, I have not uh, been able to watch any of those games. Uh, I missed, I think, his first three games in Vancouver. So I'm not so you really privy on the points. knowledge of, uh, of Tyler Toffoli. So deal, I'll default to you here. Uh, how's he look so far? He's looked great. I think yeah. he's the real winner, uh, yeah. at least from a fantasy perspective of the trade deadline. I don't think anyone's value... Uh, took a bigger hit or took a bigger spike, I guess, than maybe the guys who ended up in Edmonton there that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's been lights out in the three games. He should be locked into Pedersen's wing at the very least until Besser returns, uh, which is obviously a bit of a long-term injury. But even before Besser went down, and we've talked about this on the podcast already, uh, Travis Green was already experimenting with playing Besser on the third line. Uh, and I think he got a game with Horvat as well. So I'd be surprised if Besser ends up on Adam Gaudet's wing down the stretch. 
but I think Horvat's wing probably a lot more likely of a landing spot. But if Toffoli keeps this up, I think he absolutely maintains that yeah, spot. It's going to be pretty impossible wing. to take him out of there. Yeah, when best returns. So I, I think he's absolutely a must-add right now. He's just 54% owned. Yeah, game-winning goal last night. So it's, um, And, you know, it shows how heavy they're going to lean on him if they're putting out, out there right away on three-on-threes and he's connecting with those beauties. Top power um, play unit as well. That's the one spot he could lose when he comes back. But you could also see even a guy like Horvat or Miller taking the yeah. hit as well and dropping down to the second unit. 60-point guy a couple years back. So, um, you know, it's something that he is capable of, something he just needs that spark to go. And Elias Pettersson yeah, can easily be that spark. Also, JT Miller, just absolutely disgusting. Guys, yeah. like, top 20 in the league in scoring. And, and just a tank. him and Pettersson have obviously been great together this year. So you add a guy who's as effective as he is at 5-5 and Chifoli, and then you give him all the power play time in the world. He's, I just think he's going to do nothing but produce so long Chifoli's as he's there. He's on a heater right now, too. I believe before he left, he had four goals in his last two games in L.A. So, you know, the streak continues nonstop. Yeah, and like you said... He, that uh, that Miller Pedersen combination was able to make Jake Furtanen, um, you know, fantasy relevant. So obviously a guy that's proven like Tyler Toffoli is uh, is a nice oh, addition. Furtanen scored a muffin last night to tie the game. Just ripped it out. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, up and over. Toffoli got dual wing eligibility as well too. So there's just yeah. a ton to like about. He's this literally guy. Brock Besser 2.0 right now, um, and it's it's nice. I don't mind it. Whatever. Yeah, and I, I really do think it's sustainable for you know not maybe over a point per game, but certainly somewhere in that 60 to 80 point range over a full 82 from this point out. They've really surprised a lot of people too. And, uh, you know, you see people, you see a guy like uh, Louis Erickson who has somehow f- really fit on a line with Bo Horvat this year. And uh, once that team gets healthy, I think that you could obviously see Erickson move to the bottom of the lineup and, and yeah. have somebody like, like to fully play up with Horvat or Besser play with Horvat. And it's just yeah. going to make them that much better. Um, so I really like the addition. I just hadn't really been able to see him play too much. Also on that power play one, uh, which has been really good this year as well. Um, Alec Martinez, uh, he's actually played extremely well since going to Vegas. A guy that I've always really liked, especially on DraftKings, he blocks a lot of shots, always played a lot of minutes. Sure. Um, he actually moved up to the uh, top four today. He's going to be playing with um, Shea Theodore tonight, and he's also on power play too. So I think uh, not a ton of value. Yeah. He's got two goals and two assists, though, uh, in his first three games with Vegas. Yeah. He's been pretty impressive, but I don't think it's like a guy that any of us would really be rushing to the wire to get. But at this point, I mean, if you're going to be playing 20 minutes a night with Shea Theodore and you're on power play two, it's not the worst place to be because you do see a lot of exposure for that. Mm. Uh, that power play two plays, you know, probably more than uh, any other power play two in the NHL. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. evenly got, split, obviously, with how loaded they are. Up like front. Nate Schmidt out there, too. If, if you're not grabbing Nate Schmidt, I don't know if you're grabbing Alex exactly. Martinez. So. Yeah. I just, the start feels like a bit of an outlier to me. We've never really seen this from Martinez yeah. in his career at least from an unless it's game standpoint. six of the playoffs I really don't want him on my fantasy he's team. like a 30 point defenseman yeah right? yeah I think he I think he topped out at about 39 and yeah like eight and 31 years. yeah and he was just clogging the ice in that one yeah perfect addition for the the golden oh it's sick ad absolutely yeah. uh I needed the yeah I, I can't imagine him offering more than like streaming value in standard leagues obviously like you said there's some pluses to being where he is he's in a much better spot than when he was in Los Angeles um, but it's just a little bit too crowded of a blue line for me, and I don't think he's challenging Shea Theodore for the spot on that top power no, play. Like you said, obviously the time's close. split, but you'd rather be playing with Pacioretty and Stone, obviously. Mm-hmm, so. For sure. Um, a guy that we've loved on this podcast for years might finally get a chance to be an absolute stud. Yeah. Andre Cash goes to Boston. Uh, he's currently injured, but he did practice prior to yesterday's game um, on the second line with David Krejci yeah. and Jake DeBrusque. And he was uh, skating before the trade, too, so he's yeah, close. Yeah, he's close. Uh, it's called an illness. Many believe it's a concussion. Uh, yeah, 100%. Whatever. Um, I think somebody... Same as Burke. Somebody Oscar called it a flu cushion yesterday. I'm like, that's, I like that. Good for you. Um, Maybe it is both. That would be awful. That, that sounds be, terrible. Oh, my God. Just like... 
Yeah. A head cold and you, a like, concussion. You like sneeze every time you sne- or do you cough. You're not sneezing. You're, every time you cough, you're just like coughing. Oh, your equilibrium would just be through the roof. I can't imagine. Vertigo City. Uh, he'll probably come back on power play two, which doesn't hold a lot of value in Boston. That power play one basically Doctors. is like Washington's power play one goes up there and sucks up all the time. But he, I mean, DeBrusque is that fourth forward on that unit, right? So he could definitely. As of last night, it was Charlie uh, yeah. Coyle. Right, so that's what I'm saying. I don't think has it. Like, I don't think I don't think he's coming in and taking that. Like, I think there's other pieces in Boston who are going to take. But I think he's on that same level as like a Nebraska or Charlie Coyle. So he could definitely get a shot there. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, Um, and I like him. I like him. I feel like we like him more than those. I think the only issue he's been a lot more productive, at least from an underlying perspective in his career, than those other two have. Um, At the creating offense, Nebraska getting shots. Good year. I think the only issue with him going to Boston top power play is that those other two guys are more net front guys, uh, cash more shooter, but. Um, still, I, I like the addition for them. I, I think it's yeah. a terrific trade. We love cash. I think that th- that is something that David Krejci needed so bad. Uh, a guy that we like, David Krejci as well. Just a, a really underrated playmaker, great playmaker. Can really turn uh, cash's forces around here. Yeah, and I shooting think five percent this year—that's got to change. Well, exactly. One hundred thirty-five shots and on he net. Fires not... five shots on net almost every game. Like and, so, yeah, yeah, a lot of it, it, it drives on his health. I mean, this is a guy where you're, you're, mm-hmm. if you, like they're either gonna, they're either going to get healthy healthy cash or they're either going to get non healthy cash. We've seen both in the last couple of years. We saw twenty goals in fifty-nine games a few years back, and then last year we got twelve in fifty-nine. So, um. I'm yeah. Really, yeah, I mean, it It looks like it could be good. Analytically, it should work. I still like the upside. Yeah. I just think... Oh, absolutely. I think it's a smart trade for what they gave up. For what you're going to get, it's the same as the Tampa deal. Yeah, and um, I think Krejci's just at that point in his career where he really needs play drivers on his wings. So. For sure. And that's exactly what Cash is. It's crazy to think about the top sixes of Tampa, Boston, Toronto. Oh, Those so top good. sixes are just fucking incredible. So it's good. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, all right, Washington... It's almost like they should all just be deeply seated into a playoff spot already. Eh? Mm-hmm. Weird, eh? Well, wait, two of them are. Um, Washington adds uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, which is hilarious. Uh, so they, much I guess, vodka is I guess, going down. I guess Can you imagine how mind-blowing it would have been, like, even just five years ago for Kovalchuk and Ovechkin to be playing on the same oh, team? It would have been so sick. Back in, like, the Atlanta days, he was just whipping around. Or when he signed with New Jersey, or Whew. even when he went Instead over to the Instead of taking K. that 18-year contract. I think it was uh, Dmitry Filipovich. He's like, Ilya Kovalchuk now holds, uh, or now, like, has a cap hit on four NHL rosters. Yeah, that's a sick flex. <laughs> that's uh, a, <laughs> that, that, that's super, that's... Laner's got to be, Laner's on three now. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll get to him later. Uh, but Kovalchuk, he's skating on a line with Hagelin and Eller on the third line, so not a ton of value there. Uh, and also on power play two um, with the rest of the Russian. It's the Russian five on power play two yeah. if you call him Wilson. The off. Russian, like, 15 on that team because yeah, there's hilarious. just Russians everywhere um, with a couple uh, Tom well, Wilsons and, and Backstroms mixed in between. Um, I'd say, honestly, it's it's a great story. It's it's awesome that Kovalchuk went there. But uh, fantasy-wise, it's quite obvious that this is going to just destroy his value. Yes. He was already trending Downward. so hard down that uh, TLC was making a song called Waterfalls about him. But um, basically, it's just it, there's nothing there for me. It was it was a good story. Um, it's awesome. What a but... fucking play by Mark Bergevin, though. Oh, yeah. Like, pick him up for Huge, minimum. Man. You literally Scandella, the same thing. You yep. trade paid for a, a third fourth, of a, a mil. second and a conditional back. Yeah, he's looking nice right now. Pay a third of a mil for a fourth-round pick. That's literally what he did. Yeah. That's um, how you work a middling team. Right not there. bad. It's like the Leafs uh, taking on laners yeah. just to get that fifth-round pick. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, move. obviously, it's exciting, and it, the, the novelty of him and Ovechkin being yeah. on the same team is great. Uh, he's not worth considering as far as nice. you know, yeah, I'm concerned. exactly or, or where concerned As long as he's in the bottom six. Uh, and it's hard to imagine him moving up, save for an injury. Uh, Ovechkin, Wilson, 
Oshi and Vrana have been just absolutely locked into Washington's top six this year, along with Kuznetsov and Backstrom. They've kind of gone back and forth a little bit. Uh, and then Eller being up there in the few times that one of those two centers has been hurt. But it's been those four wingers the entire season. Uh, yeah, and it's so not, if you've yeah. missed it, Washington's done really well with that formula. So they're not going <laughs> to be looking to tweak things if they don't need to. It's a great depth move for them. If there is an injury, I, I think absolutely. Just he, give me like one period of Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Kovalchuk. Though. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> it'd be exciting. And if you know, if Tom Wilson goes down, like, I think Kovalchuk becomes a must-add, but I'm not going to go out yeah, there. and For now, it's just let him He's not worth burning a roster spot in the meantime, no. Uh, we waited long enough. Let's talk about Andreas Athanasiu and Tyler Ennis. Were we um, waiting? Still... Were we waiting on this? Well, it's just like they're obviously guys, probably the two guys that gained the yeah. most uh, no I... fantasy value, other than Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, right um, up there. Yeah, I was close. My bold prediction was Athanasiu to Edmonton for a first, and people would lose their mind. They got two seconds got for him. That's basically yeah, a that's first. about as close as you can get. Without I did pretty just good. being a straight up prospect who went. Yeah, first round. I was close too. I had Kapanen going to Montreal for Petrie. Just missed. <laughs> just, just missed. Oh, and then Kapanen and Joe and Matthews. For my mine. big Joe to Boston, though. Literally, the guy is like begging for it yeah. to the media afterwards. He, lit- I'm pretty sure in one of the quotes, he said, "DFO podcast inspired me to say this. Um, did, yeah. I spent 22 years in the league, and I just want a cup." Yeah, bullshit. We almost. Saturday. I don't think you ever thought he would have to leave San Jose to chase one. Which yeah, is interesting. Yeah, they've really been bad. Who would have thought he was also quoting the pod on? In the media, you love to him. see it. Thanks, Big Joe. Love to see it. Uh, but after you and Tyler <laughs> Ennis both get dealt to Edmonton on Monday, uh, immediately first line is Tyler Ennis, Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. Andreas Athanasiu. Mm-hmm. They each scored a goal with an assist last night. Um, it should have probably been two goals mm-hmm. for Ennis and two assists for Athanasiu. Athanasiu kind of took one off the uh, Twitter going crazy. He can keep up. He's fast enough. Yeah, but uh, no, that that puck wasn't going in. No, it was not. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, it was the easiest. Yeah. Goal it was just going to hang right yeah. there. Yeah, no, and no, at the very least, like I said, I think it was probably going to be played by Ennis. So man, Ennis looks so dope last yeah, night. I could is, not believe Ennis it. Ennis is just so quick. Uh, he looks. He's looked great the last two years. He looked great in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Toronto was like just give him more time, but there was no time to give him. He was in Minnesota the year before that, right? He had a really good close to the year in Minnesota too. So. Really he effective a, player. He was a f- terrific player early in his career. Even in, in Buffalo, Buffalo slug, yeah. Fall, fall, fell off and then... Uh, yeah, I think injuries kind of threw the career off yeah. track a little bit. Yeah, but he's basically just had to earn a roster spot the last few seasons what a steal and just work the though. minimum. And Yeah, I, hopefully... I wouldn't be surprised. You would think he could get a little bit more money and maybe some term in the offseason... At this point, if he after with Cold or Cold with McDavid, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if they. No, I think it's a great fit for him. He's a guy that can clearly fit into a top six. You know, he's not going to be the best winger on your team, but if you have some elite playmakers, he's a great complimentary player, and that's why I think this is such a natural fit. Um, just based off the acquisitions and what they gave up, asset man, I'd be surprised if Athanasiu gets the boot off that top line before yeah. Ennis. I think they that they're a little more invested with keeping AA there. But go ahead. Well, they interviewed uh, the Oilers' uh, head of scouting. Uh, yesterday, I think the first intermission of the game, and they basically asked uh, Gene Principe. Asked, I love that guy. He's got the best hair I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> ever. They asked. Ever. Uh, they asked, like, how important is it that Athens CU clicks with Connor McDavid and, and it works? And he said it's very important. Yeah. So the the obvious, uh, and then he he actually referenced how good um, Yamamoto, Nugent Hopkins, and Drysdale's been. He's like, and it, and if Athens CU clicks with McDavid. It's going to be very difficult for other teams to match up with us. So it's two top lines. It's the same thing you got going on in Toronto. And, exactly. You know, it just and, but like the, just that comment alone from the you know the head of scouting. It, it's very obvious that the plan is let's get Athens to you in here. Let's get him playing with McDavid. Let's make sure, let's hope it works. And you know we're only one game into it. Yeah. Uh, but it looked good last night. 
That fucking and, line was flying around the ice at breakneck speed yeah. all night long. Sucks. And, Yamamoto got hurt. That's going to kind of hurt the whole yeah. package. Yeah, and I, still, this you is know. the approach. We'll be back for the playoffs. Yeah. Not even just the old management team. This is what, you know, obviously they always wanted is for Drysdale and McDavid to play center on separate lines because it's so much harder to find a premier player to be your second line center as it is to find these complementary wingers like an Athens yeah. or an Ennis that you can kind of plug in to play with these guys because it doesn't take much. Take smart hockey players and obviously a little bit of skill. And if you have speed, that's a bonus playing with yeah. Connor McDavid, obviously, if you're able to keep up. Zach Cassian's the big wrench in all of this. Uh, who knows? He, obviously, they've moved him around at some point. He's played almost probably about 90% of his 5v5 ice time this year has been with Connor McDavid. So, But like I said, yeah. they've played him in the bottom six before these trades happen. So if this line continues to click, I think there's a good chance Cassian goes back to that mm-hmm. third line into the bottom six. Uh, or maybe even with uh, is Nugent an ideal, an ideal bottom six player though. Like he has some offensive ability. Yeah, but you don't sign him to go out and crush people. But yeah. You don't sign him to that contract if you want him to play in the bottom six, right? No, so I think there's a but... bit of a disconnect there. Um, I think they would have been wise to wait because you know I'd much rather have given that contract to Athens to you mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when you make that trade. But uh, who knows if it? I think from AA's perspective, it makes a lot of sense to play the season out at this point. Oh, yeah. you play Just at a point per game pace, get back to your own. Yeah, you scored 30 goals last get year. Get off you your minus know, 45 but... uh, plus minus because yeah. that's not going to work yeah, well. But I think Athens U is just... By far the hottest pickup on the wire right now. Oh, yeah. Now. And he's got all, triple position eligibility. Yeah, he does. But also, a quick shout-out, Brock. While you were gone on vacation, Leon Dreisaitl decided to just put a, the whole team on his back I while did. Connor was gone. That. Absolutely ridiculous that the points he was points putting now. up. Freak. Leon Dreisaitl, quiet, so quiet. No one... Yamamoto right around for yeah, the line. Phenomenal. I, I yeah. the ride. I think he was a point per game since yeah. his last call up before he got I hurt. Yesterday he had 18 points in his last 16 games. Yeah, and I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins is 29 in his last 21 games. So, okay, yeah. I absurd. Want, They've I been wanted, done nothing but click. So yeah, it. all these moves make a lot of sense for them. I wanted. I just was looking it up while you guys were talking. So Nugent Hopkins started with just I, I unclicked it, but I think it was eight or nine points in his first 17 games. His last 40, 41 points. How many points Gross. do you have on the year? 41, 50. 50, so he had nine points in this. I, I don't know. I didn't look at that. I think okay. it's 50. Okay. I think it's 50. But he had 20, 17 yeah. goals, even though, like, from Nugent Hopkins. Not really something you see. Not a yeah. And the first half goal. of the season, they did a lot of tank cream. McDavid and Dry settle back and forth, back and forth. So now to finally see Nugent Hopkins hold down that spot on the second line, obviously top power play unit. It's great to see. One goal in his last, or one goal in his first 17 games. 17 in his last 40. Incredible Ooh. stuff from Nuge. Uh, it, it just some on shout pace out for to Mike 35 Green, over a yeah. whole year. Uh, quickly, Ooh. Mike Green um, doesn't. You know, really, yeah, no. he, he loses value because he goes from being kind of the top dog in Detroit, uh, even though he hasn't really been all year. Eisman really just healthy. loves those late night deals, though. Like, you know, he's just sitting back with a big guard and he's like, "Yeah, make the green deal." Yeah, like two a.m. Why does he do it? One every year. Well, no. So what happened with what happened with the green thing was uh, every year though. What happened with the green thing was they kind of got a call about Athens. Like they had been already talking to Edmonton about Green and Athens to you, and there's like, okay, fuck it, we're not gonna let them get hurt. They pulled them like. Pretty much last yeah, minute. They pulled both. They pulled both of them last yeah. minute, and what happened was they had they, they stuck around, watched the game, and Mike Green had uh, <laughs> we only want modif- Green. modified no trade clause. So he asked, "Hey, Mike, I've got a deal in place with you to go to Edmonton. Let me know if it's good. Go home, talk to your wife. Let me know if you guys are good with that. If you want to go freeze so home, your balls off." And I guess he he got home, talked to her for like two minutes, called Eiserman back right away, and was like, "Yep, yeah, pull the trigger." Like he yeah. like they were fired up. I think he's beauty move by no, Miss Green. Ennis is, the, Ennis is a 
Edmonton local, but Green was like obviously yeah. excited to go get a chance to play. Yeah, with you don't like know how many more years he has left with those yeah. legs. Yeah, and yeah. I was, absolutely. I was surprised. I, I thought there could be some short term value there with yeah. Clef Bomb out. It's actually been Ethan Bear on the top unit, or it was last. He's awesome. He's awesome. Guys he's awesome. Pick up if he if he's he's played like he's five shots last night. He's played twenty six minutes last. He's he's incredible. Fun to watch. And he has the name Ethan Bear. Yeah. So he Bear looks great. Um, and then obviously Darnell Nurse is still there to compete for that top spot on the power play unit, even if Bear falters or for whatever reason misses a game or two. Brock's a huge bear. Uh, so yeah, really no value in Mike Green, unfortunately. It seemed like there was a little bit of potential, but it looks like Bear is going to hold on to that spot on the number one power play in the NHL. Yeah, he's uh, he's terrific. Good um, for Bear. Yeah, you like seeing it. All right, let's keep ripping through this. We're moving along at a breakneck speed here, just like Edmonton won. Uh, Vladislav Nemestikov goes to nice. your Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, kind of like broke the broke the seal on that morning. That fucking morning was nuts. Sick like, though. We and D were talking before. It's like perfect. They just kind of like deals were just going. It was like every deals, like twenty minutes. So every twenty thirty minutes, it was perfectly spaced. Yeah, it, was, it was. You had time just to like settle. And I then felt, you're like, oh shit. I've felt way busier. Like that day's crazy. For yeah, me. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was yeah. up. I think I had like eighteen hours that day. Like, cause it's just yeah. right, right, right all day. I got told to get off Twitter like seven times by my boss. I just could I not. Can't, do I it. Can't. So, like, sorry. You got to. You got to call him sick that day. <laughs> um, but like. I felt bi- like that was the most trades ever on trade deadline day, but I felt awesome. way more busy in years previous because it's like, let's wait till fucking one and in that and then two just, hour psh- span, let's cram through yeah, the they need that first domino. where it was kind of like, it was kind of just like an all day yeah. thing. I think nice. Kreider signing helped it move along a little bit. Like it kind of got the big, the big dog out of the way, things yeah. like that. But no, it, it, there, was a, there was some, there was obviously some, some teams that, um, got the pieces were, they you know, needed looking for Kreider. And then he signs. It's like okay, let's go get yeah. Athens to you. Or you know, I'm not saying that yeah. or cash. Or was ever in or a deal like that. that happened I mean, before, even though, like, yeah. like I would put this with Pittsburgh. Well, I, yeah, but obviously kind of there was an inkling that they that weren't going to trade. Yeah. For sure. Um, but Nemestikov goes to Colorado. Uh, I think they got a fourth-round pick, which is funny because yeah, they phenomenal. picked him up for a fourth-round pick, used him for a year, traded him for a fourth-round pick. Good to go. Great deal. Um, he is going to start with Pierre. Edward Delamar and Martin Kaut, or Kaut, is that how you pronounce it? Martin Kaut tonight. Kaut. Uh, so not Kaut. obviously the uh, the best offensive line. Hey, that's You'd a like first to see him maybe play, uh, there, play the, you know, playing in the uh, in the top six. But uh, Biebs, we'll go to you. This is your team. What do you think about the addition of Vladislav Nemestikov? Um, didn't have much fantasy value well in Ottawa. I mean, it's not going to translate over to Colorado where he's only moving back down the lineup. He, he will. He is one of those guys where he could get interesting when you've seen value come out. of Guys like Jonas Donskoy, Burakovsky is a little bit of a higher range Nemeshnikov, but if he can plug his way into those into that top six, keep it on him. But for now, I want nothing to do with Nemeshnikov. Great deal for the Avs, great hole filler. Um, you paid less than Pittsburgh paid for Patty Marlowe. I love it, but um, for Patty now... Patty Marlowe trade could become a second. That's ridiculous. Um, this trade could become a, oh, it's going to stay a fourth when they make it to the finals. Anyways, um, you know, Pierre Edward Bellamar, he's a face-off guy. A lot of defensive zone starts. This line is not going to be, uh, they're not going to be plugging up the ozone. It's, uh, I don't expect much here. He's not playing any power play time. Even yeah. if he did, he'd be on PP2 and he wouldn't be touching the ice because McKinnon wouldn't get off. I, so. I, I think there is a chance he plays power play one. Uh, we've seen Tyson Jost, uh, JT Confer their last couple games, yeah. especially with They're Bukowski. literally just putting in anything. Bukowski. Yeah, like, so we could see a move there, depending. Yeah. Birkowski's got that of, illness I mean, concussion right now. I'm not going to pick him up and hope that he's going to tap in a... Certainly not. Not not if his 5v5 time no, with Bellamar and Cow. Especially with Ranton in sideline right now, it would obviously be exciting, and he'd be worth a pickup if he found his way on the top yeah. line, which could definitely happen, and we've seen him thrive in a very similar spot in Tampa Bay with uh, Stamkos and Kucherov uh, when he played there for about half yeah. a season, so... 
Uh, obviously, that was his most productive stint to, to date. Not surprising, but he I think yeah. he could definitely become fantasy relevant uh, if that were to happen. But like you said, yeah. I'm not going to pick no. him up in the meantime. One thing that's that scary, that too, is you know the Avs only have guys coming back. It's only going to start happening as mm-hmm. Luis go by. So we're going to see Kadri come back. We're going to see Randy yep. come back. And that's just going to push him back more and more. True, if true. It also time, now's opens the time, up. You know? Like when Kadri comes back, there's a couple more productive spots that might be worth owning. But yeah, yeah there's a lot of competition on the wings in Colorado for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, upside there is all I'm saying, but it's not yeah. worth it to the point where you're going to go out and add him before. Oh, yeah. you Fantasy, gotta, I don't love it. Real yeah. life, love it. If he excites you, just keep an eye on him. I wouldn't burn a roster spot at this yeah. point. No. Still has um, a brutal haircut. We got to take care of that. But JG Pajot, uh, he was kind of the big uh, the big piece to move on He's trade a fighter now. day. Uh, so he went for well, a, yeah, a, an, he, an absolute Did you see the suicide pass he fed him? <laughs> oh, he had God. to fight him. Yeah. He, he essentially laid that he hit himself. Del Cole. Yeah. Del Cole's just looking at that. Oh, there's uh, a guy in high school who gave me one of those, on and I got hit like that. I haven't talked to him since. It's like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, so um, he, had, he had to immediately. How do you do that as a professional? No, exactly. Brutal. Um, plus, with like, a bad pass, Truba's right? a good hitter. Like, he's not, like, Truba's known to step up on a player, too. It's so. good, it was a good hit. It looks like uh, a clean hit. It's it was awesome. It's hard when yeah. you slow it down and you see oh, yeah, exactly you see where that. Yeah. But if you're, like, the, the, intent, the intent, I, think, I think it was pretty. He's yeah. leading with the shoulder. Yeah, there's no the intent there. The intent to go right through the body, and your head was just down. But his head was down. That's as close as you can get to going through a body that was unreal was yeah it was oh, just yeah. a tad high but uh, like you said it was it was didn't leave his textbook feet. in the sense that shoulder was tucked in shoulder first god yeah. he was going for the body just yeah. the head was just down probably and gave him suspended more than chachara yeah. or than chara's cross check but whatever we'll go yeah they, that hits on pajo though i, so I laughed really hard when i saw the highlight and just saw he yeah. immediately scrapped i was like well yeah you should yeah, he's like yeah he probably just he made a terrible brutal. pass and he died for it so yeah and also scored a goal the luckiest goal of that's what i was gonna say very super pajoey um, yeah. But I think, obviously, uh, I, I think Pajolax. it's a great trade. I think it's a great fit. Um, you know, you're talking about a team that can really roll three deep right now and, and maybe make some noise uh, in the playoffs. Um, hey, boy, how Car- much better would Zach Parise look on his wing than Andrew Ladd, though? Eh? Yeah, that, that, been a that sweet trade should have went through. Uh, that would have been yeah. huge for them. Um, Lou, but, felt, uh, Lou took a nap and I forgot to wake <laughs> I think, obviously, Pajot <laughs> loses trade or uh, fancy value here. Bro. Uh, good real life trade, but for fantasy perspective, yeah. not ideal. You're going from it's kind of like a guy the that theme played top, top line twenty deals. minutes a night in, in Ottawa, Brady yeah. Kachuk. To I, I have him. In, a I have him in one of my leagues. I know I'm looking to drop him at the first reasonable mm-hmm. moment. Uh, yeah, the drop nice strict time center eligibility. Usage. Yeah, I just think it's going to be too much to overcome. He scored that really fluky goal last night. Uh, so I, I just don't think the production is going to warrant keeping him with the straight center eligibility. Yeah. Um, right now, though, in case you guys are wondering and don't. Actually, use daily faceoff, which would be weird. Um, weird. Line three with Sickos. Dow Cole if he's still alive, and, and Josh Bailey. So it's a nice line. Um, you know, maybe Kiefer uh, Bellows gets called back up. I, I don't, I don't think Dow Cole's coming that. back for a little bit. Um, dude, it's like I'm pretty sure that it's Dow Cole's like third concussion since like I don't know. I saw yeah. like Monday. It's not good since like, Monday. No. Something. I, dude, I swear to God, I saw somebody. Like, dude, some, it's only Wednesday. I know, dude. I swear. Okay, maybe it wasn't Monday. Maybe last Monday. <laughs> I saw, well, I, swear to God, dude, I, I saw a tweet like, yeah, that's basically, that's exactly what the tweet said. Like this is Al Cole's third concussion since, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, oh, it could have been like last Monday. That seems Poor like. Poor guy, guy's already been like considered a huge draft bust. Finally, you just make it in the league to do something and he's just getting crushed. He's bombs. Let's like send in another draft bust, Kiefer Bellows, see what happens. Wish him nothing but the best. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, I saw the tweet. I was like, this can't be fucking real. That yeah. would be terrible. Um, all right. Vincent Trocek, one of the craziest deals. One of the earliest uh, friends of the show we ever had. Yeah, yes. ever. One and, of the earliest oh, breakouts and, we paid. And literally, this is like the friendliest fucking line of this show that could ever be assembled. Yeah. I love this line. Brock's so shaking right now. I love He's it. so I was, excited. I'm so fucking fired up. So Trocek goes to Carolina. 
for Eric Howla, loves Nino. Lucas Walmart, Holla. and two prospects. Um, he goes to Carolina. He's on a third line, which is pretty much their second line. Jordan Stahl is going to end up being the shutdown line. Who are our wingers, Brock? Nino fucking Niederreiter and Martin fucking Natchez on his wings. All together on power play two as well. They played Dallas last night. They got steamrolled four to one. But this line, <laughs> we can blame one point six percent Corsi four percentage last night. Fucking electric immediately. Yeah, I like, love every second of it. I don't know, like what was it like 13, 14 minutes of five v five too. So just yeah. absolutely and like they just saw a total mix of the entire Dallas roster. And they just shit on like line one fucking shit on you. Line yeah. two shit on you. They shit on the whole roster. Yeah, yeah. I definitely Discord. And then their goalie. It's a very vulgar rant you just had. I know. I'm sorry. I was just. I, I'm so excited <laughs> about this line. Like when I saw it, I'm like, I'm looking at the lineup. I'm like, okay, Trocheck goes here. Who's he gonna? Holy shit! Yeah, he's gonna play with Nino and Natchez. This is amazing. Brock was sitting was, to start that. Now he's yeah. just full standing on top of his chair. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I'm upside down screaming. In the mic. <laughs> I think I see the trade <laughs> as a little bit more of a wash for Trocheck. I I think there yeah, are no. there have been concerns. There's been some uh, rumors about the lasting impact of the fractured ankle from last year. There's been a lot of speculation. I know Friedman had it in his 31 thoughts that the Panthers thought he may have lost a step in the recovery. Uh, it certainly doesn't help that he shot seven percent over the last two seasons as well. Carolina does roll essentially four lines deep at this point after the trade, so I'd expect the Zeiss time to take a bit of a hit. Um, I think, he, like you say, he played 17 minutes last night, but he was averaging about 18 in Florida. Their puck dominance at 5v5, though, I think is obviously the really intriguing part here. Could help Trocek get back over that three shots a game mark. He's always been about elite shot volume. That's always been you know the most reliable aspect of his game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's another thing that we've kind of seen take a drop since that ankle injury last year. He had 287 shots in goal in that career year back in 2018 when he finished with 75 points. I'm not sure he can get back to that clip, but I don't think the move definitely hurt his fantasy value. I think it's probably a slight uptick, I guess, but I, I do think just the usage um, and the drop in ice time is bigger than it may appear. Uh, and obviously, you know, it's going to be tough to crack that top power play unit, but I mean, Justin Williams is there right now, so who knows? Yeah, definitely find it's a big there. drop from where like maybe we thought he was going to be at the start of the year, but oh, we yeah. we kind of said that yeah. um, we'd kind of said that. You know they're not going to be playing 20 minutes a night like they did under Bugner, and and that was the case. The ice time did drop uh, pretty considerably, and it's especially not, for him, Barkov's still playing 20 minutes. Yeah, a night. yeah. <laughs> um, but the whole top six was playing yeah. 20 minutes too. Exactly. Years yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's solid. I, I think that obviously the injury thing uh, is a bit of a concern, but um, I think I 100% agree with you. Uh, I don't think Trocheck's value moved really one way no. or the other. Um, I think though that it probably bolsters both Niederreiter and HS for sure. Guys to keep an eye on. Uh, he's a little bit more offensive than Eric Howla. Keep league uh, Natchez. A better play I, I, driver. I, yeah, he's a better play driver. I think that this whole line, it's like three good play drivers. It's incredible. Like, they're going to be, they could be unbelievable. They Hell, could be electric. Fell it was out a great of move. so quick in yeah. Carolina. It was crazy. I mean, we were talking to the end of the year. He's another guy loving that, like, him, and then we he We talked just... about it on deadline day. Like, he is another guy who's just kind of coming back off a very serious injury as well and just wasn't quite the same player. Broke his leg. Broke his but I absolutely love that move. Uh, the other couple, they made a couple other big moves as well. Uh, Brady James. Shea for a first round pick to the Rangers, uh, and Sammy Votnin uh, from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Shea immediately plugged into uh, the top pairing with Skegia. Jakob Slavin um, or Slavin. Uh, yeah. Brett Pessy's out. What looks like long term. Um, Obviously, Dougie Doug Hamilton's out, out for the year. Yeah. Uh, just landed on LTIR yesterday. 
or two days ago, sorry. Um, Brady Shea, though, still really not a lot of fantasy value. No power play usage whatsoever. No, he's no. a great player at 5v5, but he's obviously not going to produce enough yeah. to warrant a spot in standard leagues. Maybe like a banger banger guy. For yeah, sure. even though he doesn't hit that much. He's no, got 99 yeah. hits. Exactly. Uh, block shots is probably like his... It's right around the same. He's going to plug the ice. He's like 1.8 yeah. hits and 1.8 blocks a game. Yeah, but the, oh, I yeah. mean, that block, that's a better mark league yes. wide. I think he's in the top 30 in block yeah. shots, so... That's the biggest bulk of his value. So if you're in a deeper league that uses bulk shots, maybe a points league, he could be worth yeah. taking a look at. But um, at that same Pretty point, fucked up league. At that saying. same point, you better have five D and fifteen. Yeah, if teams. you're saying that's like <laughs> if if you're saying that's his greatest asset, going to a team like Carolina that has the puck about sixty percent of the time is going to really result gonna, in really going to fall off. Quick, yeah, he's right. going to block less shots, which I'm sure he's happy about. But puck never leaves uh, out. Yeah, I don't think really there's excited. a lot of fantasy relevance here. Vatnin, on the other hand, I I think there's a bit of upside there. He's hurt right now. Just hurt, hurt right now. There's not going to be a lot of games left to get acclimated when he comes back. Yeah, so obviously it's not ideal. The ice time could take a slight hit, but I still think he should be able to maintain that half point per game production he flashed with New Jersey this season. Shot volume has been very encouraging. Mm-hmm. I'd expect that to continue, obviously, with Carolina being as puck dominant as they are. I just think he's worth a flyer if you're desperate for help on the back end. But obviously, yeah. um, you might be in your playoffs. There's a lot of ways for that scenario to go wrong. The like one- I said, he's hurt right now. He's going to come back with probably about 15 games left in this season. Um, so yeah, not a lot of time to yeah. figure it so out. So fantasy wise, you're the one thing though that's good about Sammy is there's a really good chance that he's the quarterback of that top power play unit. Yeah, like Jakob Slavin's not the best power play quarterback. Dougie Hamilton's gone. Gardner hasn't gotten a chance there at all. So I think Nor that Sammy Vatnin is a real Hayden Flurry's not taking anyone's job. No, yeah. no, no. Um, I think Sammy Vatnin is a shoot. real contender to, to to quarterback that top power play For unit. Sure. And you're talking about Teravine and Aho. Uh, all Special the boys, Special, all the boys, and Justin, Justin Williams. Justin Williams. Um, Maybe yeah, soon I, to be Vincent Trocheck. Who knows? Yeah, potentially. Uh, but I think Sammy Vardin has some value. But like you said, uh, he still seems to be a little bit away uh, from making his mark. Uh, let's go back to the Trocheck trade. Uh, circle back with Eric Howla. Uh, <laughs> he is in Florida now. He was on line two last night with Mike Hoffman and Frank Frank Vetrano. Also on power Couple play. Friends two. of the show. Yeah. Yes. Also um, friendies. <laughs> the the uh, the audio level of you guys screaming how is hilarious. Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry to your car speakers that we just popped. Um, but yeah, Eric Halla, uh not really that fantasy relevant to begin with. Oh. Uh, I think that he probably receives a small bump here. Um, Tiny but bump. Still, uh, he's just as maybe as value uh, valuable as Trocheck was when he left, which was still, uh, you know, kind of in that I'm assuming forty percent own range right. nothing crazy nothing popping yeah. up the, the charts yeah. for you. i think obviously the question here is will this move help him get back to being the 29 goal guy he was in that first year in vegas uh, i'm skeptical i think the answer is no he was extremely fortunate that year he shot 16.6 percent mm-hmm. uh, and his shot volume's been trending down ever since obviously there was the injury last year as brock alluded to as well he shot less than twice a game in carolina you would expect the move to result in a little bit more ice time but he played just 14 minutes and 30 seconds last night in his debut um, so I guess he's another one of these guys that maybe he's worth keeping an eye on and checking in yeah. every uh, couple games or so, see how the ice time's trending, see how the usage Check is in, trending, just see at your where he's up the lineup. Obviously, I think they acquired him to be a center, so that mm-hmm. uh, caps his upside, caps where he's going to be in the lineup so long as Alexander Barkov is healthy. So yeah, worth keeping an eye on, but I'm letting him sit on the wire at this point for oh, sure. Oh yeah, same here. This is one guy where uh, I could confidently say I think his 29-year goal in Vegas was an absolute fluke. Um, I don't think it's he's... 29-year goal in Vegas. 29-goal year. Wow, shit. It's a long time to score that goal. goal. We didn't... Uh, yeah, imagine. Just uh, Scotty Gomez style. All out. RIP. But, uh, well, RIP the career. But anyways, um, he didn't die. 
But <laughs> yeah, for me, I just I want nothing to do with Hala other than saying his fun ass name. But uh, yeah, if uh, you know if Trocheck was borderline ownable, yeah. Hall I do hope he stays like just relevant enough that yeah. we can keep talking. So about him at least so when we're like, oh, what's a weekend streamer, and then we can look each other in the eyes and go, Hala. Yeah. The most but confusing move of the trade deadline. Uh, let's skip that one and we'll finish it off with that one Actually, because I think yeah. one of the uh, wow, I'll just be over here fucking myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> on one of the, uh, the biggest move. winners of the trade deadline. Super confusing. <laughs> Was Eric Gustafson? Hey, well, <laughs> he's just a different position. Hey, Eric Gustafson's uh, one of the biggest winners of the trade deadline. Obviously, a guy that had a tremendous year in, in Chicago last year, sixty points. Everybody, no. everybody was drafting him as a top uh, two fantasy defenseman this year, Dummies. and uh, that didn't really work out very well. Uh, but eighteen goals it, last year. It looked like Mark Giordano was going to return last night, and even in his return, Giordano was on PP two, where Gustafson was on PP one. Even with Giordano back in the lap. So this is a guy that could legitimately... You do that to your captain? Power play you unit. do that to your captain? That's what Gustafson thrives in. Like. He's, a, he's a power play specialist. Unreal. He's going to be a third-pairing defenseman with Derek Forber, who's a nice stay-at-home defenseman. I, I like both those oh. moves a lot. That really bolsters the blue line a lot. You get to put Michael Stone... In the press box, which is great. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked they couldn't get more for him with all the with all the I trades that happened earlier. For Gustafson, yeah, I, I agree. I, or I'm surprised that other teams, teams didn't, didn't you know, get up take a third. It. Yeah, like why wouldn't at least? Especially when we see guys like Brendan Dillon defense and Dylan DeMello. I believe that they need anyone who can right, play so. defense. Yeah, that was a little surprising. He would have been the one. Him and Vatnin were the two expiring UFA defensemen that I. Would they have. got a ton for Vatnin still. Yeah, I know. So it's, it was strange. Um, you know, I, like you said, he can definitely provide some help on the back end if you need it for fantasy. I, I love to see him on that top power play unit. Picked up an apple last night. We'll see night. how long it lasts, but it, it could definitely reignite his production. Don't forget, 18 power play points last year. It's available in 52% of leagues right now. Yeah, so. we're talking to PV with Chuck, Goudreau, Monaghan, yeah. Gus. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I think Kachuk might be the best player on that team. He's so good, he's man. Fantastic. He's so nasty. He's playing with Michael Backlund and Andrew Mangiapane for Backlund pretty much sick the entire season. and he's playing phenomenally. He's like Backlund got like rocked last night and then just went end-to-end in Gino just because <laughs> he was pissed off. Yeah. I love it. Well, because um, Marshan stared him down, yeah, too. Yeah, well, don't stare down my boy Mikey Bass. You should have known. Yeah, you should have known, Marshan. Don't piss off the uh, the angry bull. All right, most confusing trade of the day. What? <laughs> Getting back to it. Oh, we're going back. Robin Lehner, uh acquired from Chicago, goes to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, very bizarre. Not what anybody expected. I mean, people like teams like Chicago, or sorry, Colorado, Carolina. No, we got Hutchinson. Uh, those we are, are teams fine. that are really looking we for goals. fine. And uh, he goes to Vegas, who has Marc-Andre Fleury. Question before we get into it, really. Is this the best goaltending tandem, like, ever? Ever? Yeah. No. no. Who's better? I don't even think it's better no, best in the league dude. right now. Who's better? Ev- like all and time? Dobin have been better by the numbers this year. Murray and Yari look unbelievable. Are right you talking now. all time or just in the league right now? Like right now? Oh, okay. Well, like, no. Have you seen that? Hell, with how Crawford's played this year, it's hardly a step up from you Crawford. Seen that Frank Kuz Grubauer? <laughs> yeah, Hudobin I, I, has been incredible. I, I just think like I think Leader is like so fucking good. Black Rask. Like, I just don't get the point of it. Like. I don't get it. Are they really going to play him over Flurry in the playoffs? I feel the no, exact just, same. I think it's just I like it's just they didn't there. have to really give up that much, and they were just like, "Fuck it." Like, and worst case, if like Fleury I don't even get how that call happens. Bad, you bring in Laner to just take the time. I think they me. were just like they, yeah. they were I don't sitting there. It. They were sitting there and they're looking. And they're like just flexing okay, their if picks. We could win a cup this year if Flurry. Some god happens. Flurry. Now we got to rely on yeah, Subban. Yeah, you would have been absolutely screwed if you were dependent and on Subban. Then you yeah. lose. Then yeah. you no, don't win yeah. a cup. So they're like, fuck it. If we're going to win yeah. a cup, let's just make sure that if something happens. I get it. I was just surprised. They just, like, they didn't even have to give up that much. Whole, up a, would you rather, a third? Yeah. Or a, a, a second or a third? Confusing. And, extra confusing that Carolina didn't look at making this move with yeah. the amount of assets they moved on Death Monday. Um, 
Send I mean, Anton Forsberg back to. Yeah, real quick, I'll just so. I'll just talk about Laner's fantasy value. I think it hurts his floor, but help, sure. helps his ceiling. Like, yeah, I, anytime I, he plays. Yeah, I doubt he's mint. able to be anything more than that a one B behind Flurry. Uh, but he can obviously earn a little bit more work than that. If Flurry goes down, his upside goes through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, upside a lot better playing behind a team like Vegas, but he's probably going to see a lot less work. So, I think the other thing though that happens too is he's not really going to play any less than he was in Chicago because he was already splitting time with Crawford, and I think that they're going to definitely try to limit Fleury's workload. And yeah. I, I think that's another reason why they made this trade. I think there's a very real possibility that they it's an even 50-50 split down the uh, down the stretch. For sure. And both goalies are rested come playoff time. Um, and obviously, uh, we've talked about it before, Chicago's defense is absolutely fucking atrocious. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are balls. one of the best five, 5v5 teams in, ho- in hockey. Uh, one of the best teams Not in hockey. Yeah. A lot, lot more win equity here. And uh, if, the goals against average team percentage should be much better. I think it's a, it's a pretty good trade for him. And if you're worried from like a human perspective of rattling your starting goaltender with this kind of move, Flurry's not the type of guy you need to worry about that. No. If we saw, you know, and we've heard nothing but Matt good Murray things 2.0. about Matt Murray both times in those back-to-back playoff runs taking yeah. over for Flurry and how Flurry, you know, it was good vibes. I mean, Crosby talked about it when he was on Spit and Chicklets last year, but said Flurry's personality attitude didn't shift, didn't break at all. He was the same person. Uh, he's a great dude. As the backup as he was as a starter. So, yeah, I, think, I just think he's the type of guy that, by all accounts, is uh, all about winning. So, he's a tremendous teammate. So, he's not going to be upset or cause a stir about the fact that they just brought in one of the better goaltenders. Gerard Gallant to alluded to him. it, too. He was on the TSN's uh, Trade Center. Which is cool. Which was cool. And uh, and he alluded to the same – basically said the same thing. Like, this is not a type of – he's not the type of person that this is going to bother whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Laner's obviously um, – you know, he was in a – Basically, 50-50 timeshare with the Islanders last year with Grice. Um, and then basically the same thing again. Can't this catch year. a break. All he wants to do is be a number one. Yeah, he just wants, he just wants to start, start 70 games. Yeah. Yeah. Just be fucking he doesn't incredible. even care about making the playoffs. Yeah. He doesn't care about anything else. Just just wants wants to be and he just wants to tweet the whole time while he does it. Yeah, so it'll be, be interesting to see how that all works out. Uh, winners and losers, I'd be... No, we got one yeah. more. My nope. boy, Sonny Milano oh, out Sonny in Anaheim. I only want to bring it up. This guy's got legitimate fantasy value. That, um I, I at first I, I thought it was crazy, but even before last night's game, we were looking at him. He's playing line one right now in Anaheim. Power play one. He Power play line. Ice. He was on the ice for overtime too. Yeah, he scored the game winning goal last night. He had two. He only played about I believe it was sixteen minutes of ice, which is still that's huge. That's probably Sonny Milano's biggest game of his career, and he's been in the league for four years. This is a guy where we've kind of just been waiting for him to get a shot. I know me and Brock. We'll throw Dean in, in, in it as well. We've we've all kind of been high on this guy, just waiting for him to. He's just like super beat super talented. He can do like, crazy I've never followed his career too closely. To be honest yeah, I, I, terrific hands in the world. He was, and stuff. He, he used to make YouTube videos just doing crazy yeah. shit with his mittens. Anyways, I um, he's only twenty three years old. Again, two goals last night on the top line. They're looking for someone who can score, and yep. and I I think right now he is someone you could keep an eye on. I picked him up in a keeper league because personally he can be a, a late keeper. If that he does. trade made no Do- sense to me. Like, Absolutely I don't know why we're giving zero. up Milano for Devin Shore. Why? Yeah, it made no sense. No to me. sense. But I did want to mention Milano. He's zero percent owned right now, yeah. and he should legitimately. Shore or Grant? Where did Grant be go? looked at? Uh, Grant, Grant went for a fourth. That was a yeah. decent um, deal. Yeah. So Milano's fine. Uh, my only concern is that the, I saw a bunch. If he of, goes off that line, I, no. I saw a bunch of Anaheim people tweeting like, "So like, I don't know much about Milano. What uh, what's he all about?" And a bunch of Blue Jackets fans were tweeting and saying like. He has just the grossest hands ever, but he always tries to do that too much. one extra move and then every they were all, single time. All yeah. the Ducks fans were like, "Oh, sounds like Daniel Sprong 2.0." <laughs> so hopefully he doesn't get the Sprong treatment and is back in. Sprong will put know. up numbers though. Even in the show, he puts up like okay numbers, and it, 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 his numbers through 60 are all right. And then they just drop them down. So, but it's you know, whatever. yeah, I, I do think there's just a little bit of there's a lack of stability there. Obviously, yeah. there's a, some obvious short term value. Sprong like peed on someone or did something wrong, but he pissed someone off. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Milano's has never made an NHL coach happy, but you know that coach yeah. has been John Tortorella. So we'll, yeah. s- we'll see what happens. He was not the uh, not the yeah. ideal John Tortorella it's player. Good, but you're right. The usage yeah. is as good as it could possibly be off the bat. There, obviously, you score good twice, start too, and so, you're not yeah. going to you lose your job. Twice, you've the clearly game fallen yeah. out of favor in Columbus. He's arrested earlier yeah. in the year. Um, yeah. It's just not the greatest source of fantasy <laughs> yeah. value that team and power play unit. But you're right. I think short term value right now. There's obviously a lot of upside there. Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, yeah. I, I think there's. Yeah. This could be his breakout point, or it could just be nothing and then just let him be zero percent nearly for sure all right let's start with our trade deadline winners yeah. d we'll start with you who's your trade deadline winner? i love everything carolina did but I, I just can't get my mind around the fact that they moved as many assets as they did and they were as active as they did and they did nothing to fix the, the situation and goal throw out the fact that reimer and Mrazek are injured are you really ha- like that comfortable with peter Mrazek and james reimer leading you down the playoff stretch I, that laner move seemed like an absolute no-brainer to them. Yeah, I think yeah, no, I, yeah. Become, I don't know what happened there. They become favorites to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals if they make. So they're still your laner. winner, even though no, they're not. Oh, like, they're your- I like everything that they did, but it just feels like they omitted fixing their biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. Like I would have much rather them kept Eric Halla and then just brought in a goalie later. like Robin Laner. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Especially completely. to especially to see what Laner was available for, right? So yeah, it, it was really really mind-boggling is how I would put it. Mm-hmm. Love everything they did. But I just don't get the fact that you just do not address that situation and goal. Who's your winner, though? Edmonton. Just okay. by default after that, I think if we're just looking at multiple moves and what they've done and where they're at before the deadline, where they're at now, I think everything Edmonton did, they addressed their biggest needs, their biggest weaknesses. Um, Carolina, like I said, I loved every single player they picked up. I, I They're a better team than they were before the deadline, but I just don't understand being that active. And I understand going out goal. and getting Brady Shea. Fine. But do you really also need to add fat in when you need Robin Laner? Yeah. It just yes. it didn't make yeah. a lot of sense to me. Because that, that was where I was that, at. Yeah. I was in the exact same boat as you. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean Especially to cut you after you're getting Joel Edmondson like, only a couple months ago. Yeah. Well. yeah. yeah. It's just like I wanted to pick everything I wanted Everything I wanted to say was Carolina. I love the Trocheck move. Uh, I even like it for Florida, though, as well. I thought it was a very good lateral move for both teams. Um, but they just didn't address their biggest need. And to me, I agree with you that um, Edmonton is probably the biggest – um, winner at the deadline, um, but I'll, I'll go with Pittsburgh as oh, well. I think I, I think Pittsburgh. Um, Here goes mine. They always kind of just tinker around the sad. edges. It always works. It always All seems to work for him. Um, and I, you know, bringing in Zucker early that was a great trade. Bringing Shuri back was great. I don't understand why they had to bring in Evan Rodriguez. It must have just been no. Uh, that's an unreal. Movie. It's literally just a guy who's played in the show. They need bodies that have played in the show. And I mean, they had some guys that you, were doing fine. I, I agree with Brock in the sense that I think when they're when they're when everybody's healthy, I don't see how he oh, fits he in. Oh, he won't go in, but he's a healthy scratch. They like, haven't like he'll had be a scratch it. in favor of Zach Hessen Reese in two seconds. Yeah, yeah they but, haven't had that health yet, though. I think you just need NHL bodies. That's and I, I think that. moving moving forward, he'll be on the roster next year once there's a, a little bit of turnover with that team. Obviously, he's an RFA at the yeah, end they of the year. If they sign him, and they he really fell, he's an RFA, so they'll they'll definitely qualify him at the very. I just want to go back really quick, Sonny Milano. If you want to get him on your roster while you can, they do play Friday Sunday this weekend, so. He's a decent yeah, shooter. Yeah, and great short-term value, like we said. So, uh, yeah. But do you have another winner, Biebs, from... I was uh, I was going to go Pittsburgh. I, I'll jump... I'll add another one on top of this. I'll just say my Pittsburgh points. I just love just them adding NHL talent, and it just... We've seen literally anyone they chuck on the ice work. They went 20 games, though. Said they still won 15 of those games. We've seen everything work, but just... You know, the overall deals, getting Dominic Cahoon for Ollie Matt in the offseason, then turning Dominic Cahoon into sh- back into Shiri and Rodriguez at a time when they're just looking to, you know, not stay afloat, but stay afloat at the top, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy to say. It's weird to say. But I, I, I do love the holes they, did, they filled. They didn't have to give up much. 
Um, but I will do a quick mention to Vancouver. I think just the Toffoli pickup was huge. It's probably not the time for them to go for it right now. But um, but at the same time, it was interesting, and they didn't have to pay much off the bat. So I do like that move. Um, I think it's a good chance he resigns too. Absolutely, yeah. So far, yeah, so. And, and he seems to be fitting in quite well there. Um, but I like that move. A couple other teams that did well. There's a couple teams like Nashville who just I think forgot that the day existed. Did yeah. Nashville did no? Did someone wake Nashville's GM up? And be like, I hey, think, dude? Uh, I think Vegas is the other one that we should probably mention. Although I don't love the Cody Eakin move as much as other people did. Like a lot of the Vegas writers were talking about it as a salary dump off. His contract expired on July 1st. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really work like that. They had a little bit of extra cap room to work with at the deadline, but I don't think it really ended up making a difference anyway. And I think they could have actually used that depth in their bottom six a lot. Big I don't. Time, yeah, yeah the team looks weird too. right now without yeah. without him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and we've seen obviously, you know, he's not Depending the greatest player in the what? world, but with how deep they are on the wings, if there's ever an injury, he could play in the top six and you could get away with it, where he could at least get you out of your own end and then get those elite wingers where they need to be. Uh, he's not going to rack it up offensively, but uh, just a lot much better depth piece than I feel like they have without him. Um, so yeah, I didn't love that that trade, but I do love everything else that they did and what they brought in. Uh, Laner tra- uh, trade, like we said, obviously confusing, but yeah. uh, you can't argue that it didn't make them a better team. So yeah. Martinez, nice little pick. Um, yes, I think though, absolutely. I, the other one, just really, I want quickly want to talk about. I think and definitely under the radar is the San Jose Sharks. Um, you know, they this season has not gone well for them. Uh, whatsoever. Oh, I but, got them in my bag. But they were they were able to get a second and a third, or Trump. a conditional third for Dylan. Um, they were able to get a conditional third that turns into a second for Marlowe. They were able to get a first for Barclay Goodrow while giving up a third. Uh, they really recouped a lot of draft pick capital um, with guys that they were just ready to move no. out. Total Anyways, chumps. Uh, didn't I, give I mean, up Thornton. When, What's you, Eric Carlson thinking right Big now? chumps. Well, like Eric Carlson, they give up a first-round pick for Eric Carlson. They, they, recoup, it by, they, they recoup it by trading or by trading Barkley Goodrow. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they recoup it. I mean, that, 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 again, that like pick's going to turn into a top Right, pick, I know, but, they, but at least they, they still get a first-round pick. They get pick. something, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But um, honestly, they no, they they I'm still calling big chumps. They didn't move Big Joe. Fuck you, Santa. That was weird that it couldn't work out. It's dumb. They should have did something there. Um. Even honestly, I thought they should have been looking. Like, what, been looking take to whatever Carlson. you take, whatever you can get. Not move, but at least who take offers on Carlson? I, I it's a really tough trade it's to make in the trade, middle yeah. of the season, especially with him being it's a be massive, a massive cap hit with years of it's crazy. It's that's an yeah. off-season trade. Yeah, that was like the Parise thing. Like, it was, but he's, he's got to. I mean, I'm talking. About, he's got to have some sort of in the offseason. He's got to have some sort of no movement clause too. But but you know, San Jose is a great place to live. So, and there's still a lot of. Solid pieces there. There's mm-hmm. Thomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, Timo Meyer. Somehow Timo Meyer still can't get on power. Yeah, obviously, Brent there. Burns. Yeah, I don't understand that whatsoever. Two or three solid but... years in him. So I think the core there is still really good. And I think if they had uh, great goaltending, we wouldn't even be talking about how big of a disappointment they are. If they had average goaltending, we'd say, okay, this is kind of natural with the turnover they had. And I just think uh, the turnover combined with having borderline the worst goaltending in the league, uh, save for Arundel over the last month or so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, has kind Bell of resulted in being what we said. So that that was always their bane they could never really get a lot of consistency in goal and it's a shame because they probably would have a cup yeah. or two if not and now uh, that being said martin like jones did have some uh pretty Good solid years. playoff runs just uh, in his defense but yeah slowing down um my loser of the deadline was philadelphia um we talked about it in our preview show yeah. uh you, you don't know, the love oscar, the, Nate the oscar Lindblom thing sucked uh, i really thought they would maybe go out and try to get a top six winger um they go out you know i i really like the addition of Derek grant i do but if you're adding Derek Grant, why are you also adding Nate Thompson? I didn't yeah, understand literally both exact of those moves. Same player, same in my player. opinion, yeah. Um, Derek Grant's a terrific. It felt like Montreal center. a few years ago, almost when they were just grabbing all those fourth liners. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go get Dale Weiss and blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. I just didn't like. I think that they're actually a team like Carter Hart is terrific. Their blue line is Kevin fantastic. Hayes is playing his Their balls top off six right is now. fantastic. Yeah. I think they're a team that can actually make some noise in the playoffs. 
Uh, I think that they were probably Connecting. one piece away from you know one top six. Like if Limbaugh was healthy, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. Yeah. But with him out and Nolan out, it's just it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, I I thought that hey, they Patrick's could've... a little indifferent to the whole situation. Pardon? Say Nolan? Yeah. Pat Nolan Patrick? Like with the sucks. Well, yeah, well, whatever. But as a third line center, like he's he fine. needs to get back and just go. He's and, fine. Yeah. So you're gonna make those moves. I don't see it. It would exactly. And so, like, I, I like the Derek Grant move. I really did. I'm like, that was a nice move. And then they go and get Nate Thompson. Why the fuck? And so now you got Derek Grant playing third line center and Nate Thompson on the fourth line. I just don't understand both those moves. I get one, not the other. I thought that they could. There were so many wingers out there that they could have put next to uh, Hayes and Konechny. And they'd be laughing. Instead, yeah. now you got Scott Lawton there instead of having him as your third line center. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I think that they could have made some noise. I still think they can, but I just they could have been in such a better position. In my like, why not? Why not bring back Wayne Simmons for a fifth round pick? Yeah. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Seriously. Got traded for nothing. Plug He's the boy. You guys love him. Everybody would have fucking love lost. Him. He would have lost his mind. Everybody would have loved him. it. Yeah. yeah. So JVR thing too. I'm sure they would have kicked the tires on it, right? Yeah. Um, for me. It's. I don't think there's a lot of teams like Philly made some puzzling moves, sure, but I don't think there's really any team where we can look at at least among the contenders or even any of the sellers and say, "Wow, they really fucked up." Um, so it's just got to come down to how active you were. Arizona. I don't think this is you know this is any knock on them on the management. They made their moves early in the year, mm-hmm. um, but you know they were in a playoff spot when they brought in Taylor Hall. They're not in a playoff spot right now. And their everyone, trade deadline acquisition was Darcy Kemper. Too. Yeah, yeah, him I mean, coming back. Yeah, that, that's fair. But I'm just Hell saying long. every other team that they're battling with for a spot in that Pacific division got better and they didn't. So to me, they're the biggest loser. They're the one playoff team that jumps off where the competition around them really got a lot better. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can maybe say the same about Toronto, but their main competition at this point is Florida. And their main competition is themselves. That's honestly, I I, I didn't want to do it, but my loser here is Toronto. It's just, um, I'm going to take slack for this. I don't even care. But when your biggest pickup is Callie Rosen, which is looking like it might actually work out quite well right now because they need him. Imagine they would have traded Barry with Muzzinot. Yeah. Oh my god! It and then again, been... like Campbell was the the yeah, biggest. Yeah, that's a huge they, deal. They moved the needle on the thing they need Absolutely, to. Absolutely, yeah. I would have liked to see them pick up a I guy like Gustafson. Like one or two more deals, you know, yeah. just something to solidify that back. Yeah. And I don't love Forbert would have been a nice year. pickup for them. Forbert would have been the guy. That they, a, there they, was a couple, even the guys who went earlier, even, Brandon Dillon, Dylan Demello. I think all these guys would have slotted in. A lot of talk about Josh Manson big time. never ended up getting. Yeah, I think the. I mean, we all heard about Alec Martinez. Even if you could somehow fit that contract in, if you can like anything, I'm sure they would have loved to have Martinez, and I'm sure they would have kicked the tires on him when they got. Muzzin the year before, and if Muzzin goes hurt, I, I yeah, they, they would have did something for sure. But for, but for me though, you know, it's just it was just seeing yeah. the pieces they had. Just I would have liked to see something happen yeah. there. Just kind of it was for super. Sure. It's just what places you know, are they are they really moving? And yeah. now with Janssen going out, you can't really afford to move Captain yeah. this year. Uh, and obviously with Tyson Berry, like that, we saw how difficult of a trade that would have been to pull off, especially now with yeah, Muzzin you don't want down. you don't want to move him and get a second round pick. No, you needed someone who could play on the blue line back, yeah. and obviously that that's where they were coming from with that, and it never solidified. So yeah, and I'm not uh, even saying like Tyson Berry going out of town was the wrong move. Yeah. I'm just saying someone should have been brought in the yeah. town. I think from a playoff standpoint, you're right. Yeah. It's going to be just that much harder for Toronto to get through Boston and Tampa yeah. Bay now with those teams getting better. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, I don't think Florida's playoff chances oh, improved yeah. Florida, at all. Florida hurt um, themselves with the holiday probably a little bit but i just like the one thing about toronto is that they i kind of agree with dubis like he's saying like i don't know what the fuck's going on like it I, is a I, tough position because they should to do like, they, they should they be should there be with those teams that are and like, like, like we said, said the Kemper, like he's their trade deadline acquisition their trade deadline acquisition is gonna be getting morgan Riley. yeah and i think if you think there's something wrong with the makeup of the roster that's not something you address at the trade deadline right yeah. that's something that you do in the offseason i'm sure he's always not when you're in a playoff they're spot. and, and then every year they got freddie anderson yeah. that they can still yeah. win a playoff season. yeah it's and just, 
Just one move. Something ever tiny would have been great. You know? Ever since he's been in the front office, even before he was the GM, Toronto's been one of the most active teams in the off-seasons year in and year out. So I'd expect a lot of turnover to happen again in the off-season, especially if it kind of keeps going as inconsistently as it has. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, but in the sense that there wasn't a lot of losers and the, team, yeah, the teams no, above him got a lot better, for sure. As a Leafs fan, would you rather see Tampa Bay in the first round than than Boston at this point? Yeah, well, I've said that for the last three years. I just think Toronto matches up better with Tampa Bay than Boston. So, um, All right, speaking of the playoffs, uh, post-deadline, who is your Stanley Cup favorites from the East and the West? Biebs, we'll start with you. All right. Um, you want you want both? Yeah, East and West. You got two? No, you guys go first. Start right. first, and I'll lie. So you got, you got two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mm, see, I want to say, if I had to say who's the best team in the East right now, I, I think it's obviously Boston. Um, you know, Tampa Bay, there's still, I think, a lot of moving parts there, and I still don't love the makeup of that blue line. Um, and I, I just think there's some inconsistency there. Obviously, when McDonough and everyone else comes back, uh, and then it's a little hard just to overlook, the, obviously, the 4 nothing sweep to Columbus last year. So I would give a slight edge to Boston. That being said, they've got a really tough route still. They're looking at playing Tampa in the second round, mm-hmm. uh, more likely than not. Um, so I'll go Pittsburgh in the East. Um, I just I think they're really well tuned. Obviously, they know what it takes to get there. Yada yada yada. Uh, but I think this is you know maybe the high end talent lacking from what we've seen in Pittsburgh in recent years. But I I honestly think you can make an argument that they've never had a team this deep. Are you saying Pittsburgh with a Tristan Jari led netminder in Either the way. playoffs or Matt Murray? Either way, they've yeah. been two of the best oh, yeah, goaltenders right. in the league this year. You know. Feel a little bit better with Murray because he's done it twice before. No, what's what's your pick though? Because we'll, we'll stick with the East. Because yeah. I'm going to piggyback. I would off say that Murray. I think they're obviously Yari's been better to this yeah. point from a statistical standpoint, but I think it's negligible enough that you want to go with the guy who's proven to win you cups before. I like it. I'm going to yeah. piggyback off that one a little bit because my pick is Washington. Rock, uh, get out of my head! I, I've like, this guy I just, just jumping in. Take I just it like everything that they've done. Um, I think that they, you know, I like the Cole Samsonov move. led. Um, I, I think it's obviously going to be Holpe uh, to begin with, nope. but uh, you know, Samsonov's fine. Like they. <laughs> can't go wrong uh either way i think both goalies are great uh i just think that they are so capable of playing the perfect brand of hockey because they can just like you i've watched them when they played against pittsburgh the other night just fucking just beat pittsburgh into the ground like they were just hammering them. they can play physically and they can score a shitload of goals and you've always got ovi just sniping on the power play like yeah. it's just such a difference maker. i just really like what washington's done um and, and and picking up a guy like kovalchuk and just the brand of hockey that they play is is perfect for playoffs i really like washington yeah and i think they're at a great point where we've seen in previous years washington almost get too much of a lead in points where they kind of coast in the playoffs they're at the point where they're they still they still have to fight right now they are they up there but they are league. having to fight yeah exactly um and, and i will say uh, i don't know why i was mad there like you i literally told you guys to go before me um but anyways um <laughs> uh, i'm going washington with sam Sonov, yeah. um led Washington wow. uh, after Holby blows it after game two, letting in four goals in both games. You remember what happened last time, right? Yeah. Grubauer was the one who blew yep. it after. Okay. I knew it. I was just checking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was... Uh, the West is an absolute we mess right him. now. Um, be Colorado. So I'm, I'm just going to have to go with St. Louis. You know, they have, they're sitting first place right now without Vladimir Tarasenko. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and I don't know if you guys remember, they won the Stanley Cup last year. So. I, I 100% agree. The same thing as the, as the Washington team. Yeah. One they, of the most complete teams. They can, teams they can play a perfect NHL. brand of hockey. You guys are a bunch um, of homers. You go, out and, you go out and you add uh, somebody like Marco Scandella. Uh, they were, I was watching their game last night. They were talking about it on the broadcast. Like every single one of those defensemen is huge except for Vince Dunn. Uh, big, long reach. They're very difficult yeah. to play against. They're physical. I mean, uh, except for Vince Dunn, all those other five guys can play 25 minutes a night, too, yeah. if they needed to. So. Um, yeah, kind of um, nice. Scandella and obviously, adding Scandella, uh, you know, to replace Bo Meester was, was big. Um, all of a sudden, what's-his-face? Zach Sanford is, like, the fucking Just best goal, goal god. in the Scored league. four in a goal um, game. And, and Tarasenko's going to be back. 
Yeah, he's yeah. going to be back in the playoffs. He's uh, getting close. He's yeah, been skating he's for been a couple skating weeks for, now. Yeah. So and they were. I think the original timeline had him coming back with. I mean, I, it was like a six month timeline. Mm-hmm. So when it was six months of the day, it was about two weeks left in the regular season. He seems like he might be a little bit ahead of that. Are you going to go with Colorado? Because I think that I'm, they're pretty good. I'm going with Colorado. Um, and here's the thing. They have not had a healthy lineup all healthy year. Player. At one point, if they can go into the playoffs, which it's looking like right now, it's not going to happen. But say it happens that Kadri comes back, Randon comes back, Grubauer comes back. How hurt is Grubauer? I think Grubauer's done for than, the year. I think Grubauer. But I, that matters more not than even Randon at this point. I think Frank Kuz, though, right now is he's playing out of his mind. The guy's got like, and, and, and at first I thought this was a small sample size. He now has 16 wins on the season. That's not a small sample size. He's, so you're okay with him not giving up a mid round pick for Robin Lehner? I would have loved to see it. Honestly, yeah. like, why don't you do it? It's yeah. dumb as shit. Exactly. But, uh, but I, I'm okay with that deal. Cause giving up Cali Rose, whatever. like you give up your AHL D man. And now we don't have to worry about uh, Minnick or whatever. When did you get hurt? Um, it was about a week and a half ago. Frank Kuz has played all four games. I so think, right around when Hutchison got waived, right? I think if he was really hurt... Week, probably two days after. I, I don't... If he I was don't really hurt, they didn't know right They just don't seem to be saying anything, which is so scary. If, if he was really hurt, they would have probably made it. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. So, he'll be back. But Frank Kuz is holding down the Ford hard. Honestly, though, if this team does get healthy, it's actually terrifying. Not even being biased. Yeah, they, and the West is just so... They've just not had those guys. Like, yeah, here, I'll exactly. read, like, eight teams that you could make a case that they could end up... St. Louis, Dallas, Colorado, Vegas, Vancouver, Edmonton, I think Calgary, that, Nashville, Winnipeg. These are all teams you could see making it to the very least the second round yeah. and contending for I'm the sure conference final. I'm sure you'll disagree with me, but the, my real dark horse in the West is, is still Dallas. Uh, they just play... Well, they're second in the conference, yeah, so but I don't the, know how dark but, it is. But, but yeah. no one seems to be talking about Dallas. Like they're just Their yeah. goaltending is so fucking good. They play such a structured Start defensive style hockey. It's they, just not a, It's not the sexiest turnaround, right? Because all your top guys have done nothing but... Yeah underperformed this year but they're rolling four yeah, lines like Gore, Gore, they, they, I, I agree they're one of the and, yeah. and, and hands playing you know 19 minutes a night did you, right. did you see that the, stat from Phil Popovich today I believe it was he said basically that like they're like Rupe Hintz is fifth in team scoring playing 17 yeah. most amount of minutes and then um, Goryanov it's like he's but like, like ninth and playing like 19th most minutes yeah, so I they're basically saying just give him more love time. the blue line I think the blue line is probably the top 10 blue line goaltending like Especially I said if you look at just the results it's probably been the yeah, best Johns goaltending in the league this year uh, and now they go four lines deep they have one of the best checking lines in the NHL the Radic Faxa line line's been incredible. and now you have Joe Pavelski and Alexander Radulov on what's technically your fourth line so playing they can the just roll and roll and roll and just keep fresh you know great elite and- bodies out there and they all just play time, so structured so. like they take the fun out of hockey but like in the playoffs that's what you need to do and they do and, still have yeah, the firepower that's how you win games saw, yeah. and we saw them you know peak in the playoffs last they were season. one win away from going yeah. to Stanley Cup Finals yeah and they're a be- you can't argue they're a better team this year so mm-hmm. yeah I, and in such a wide open conference I think it's really similar to how it lined up last season it's just going to be the hottest team and the hottest goaltender that rolls through so I wouldn't be surprised if it happens for sure alright that was Season 5, Episode 24 of the Daily Faceout Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Oddshark. I hope you guys enjoyed the trade deadline review. Um, I hope you guys were able to find some pickups in your leagues from this. Uh, we will be back a week from now, Thursday, as usual. Yep. Uh, back to regularly scheduled ah. programming. Uh, but anyways, I'm Brock Segan. we got Dylan D. Berthing to my left, Michael Buse Bondi across the way. Uh, see you guys back here next week. Playoffs are coming, and we're going to carry you. Peace! 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.